1: Welcome to Dr. Mara Harpell and Your Golden Years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and that's 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmerrickharpell.com. And today is Sunday, December 9th and we are back live in beautiful Austin, Texas after a couple of weeks off and I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We're glad to be back. With you and Art Mendoza is here, uh, the Compass Entertainment producer of this show, and he's here to make the program run. And we have another great show in store for you. Um, it's a little bit of a different program. We have a change of schedule, but I think um, it will be a very interesting, informative show for you. I'm going to be discussing a few issues and um, about some of the lessons I learned while I was in New York with my mom, as well as um, the guests that I met for future shows while I was there. So while I was in New York, um, I met with the um, Sisters of Charity of New York, which is a group of nuns. And um, they're extremely active in all sorts of passionate pursuits and helping people and um, so we had a we had a very interesting lunch meeting, and they're going to be joining uh, me in, a, in just a few weeks when we come back in the new year um, to talk about compassion at the border and their work with migrants and asylum seekers, and about the general topic of compassion. And so I'm gonna talk to you about that meeting, give you a little sneak peek into that meeting, and I'm also going to give you a sneak peek into my book, The Passionate Life, by talking about compassion as one of the crucial elements of living a passionate life. You can't have passion without compassion. And um, I'm also going to talk a little bit. uh, Lauren Tarrant of Well Beyond Care was going to join us at the last minute, but Then she got called in to work at the last minute, but I want to talk about um, what she did to help me while I was in New York in terms of uh, actually helping one of my friends in a caregiver issue in New York because Well Beyond Care is her company, hers and Jeffrey Fry's, and it's national. And I want to talk about how their, um, with their help, you know, it's a, they can help very unique, atypical situations, um, different from the typical need for caregivers. So I'm going to talk about that even though she's not going to be able to call in. And um, also, a producer of this program, Art Mendoza, will talk about the artists that We had on the program Artists and Musicians in 2018, and we'll look forward to those coming to join us in 2019. And uh, I'll talk about a few other things and some other news uh, about the upcoming year and things that you can get involved with yourself. So I think it'll be an interesting program. And throughout the, this evening's show, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions for me or comments for me about any of the topics that I discussed, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air. And my email address is Dr. Mara. that's D-R-M-A-R-A at D R M A R A K A R P E L D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. You can hear this evening's program again after the show by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight along with all of the website links that I may Speak about on the show, and you can also hear the podcast it's in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to blogtalkradio, Blog Talk blogtalkradio.com/slash Your Golden Years. And for information from this program, from previous shows, to read my blogs in Huffington Post, Thrive Global, Medium. And now I will be writing for Savannah East. You can go to my website, drmericharpel.com. You can also find out about my book. You can purchase my book from the website. Find out about my upcoming course and sign up for it. And watch videos of interviews that we have done live in the studio when our guests have been local here in Austin. In Austin, all at my website, dr. dot com. You can also hear all of the previous programs that we have done in the last five years on Blog Talk Radio, BLOG Talk com slash your golden years by going to that page. And everything that we've done with Blog Talk Radio will be posted there. And if you want to find out about future programs and anything new that's coming up, anytime I have a blog that that posts a video, um, news about the book, uh, an upcoming book signing, any of that will be posted on my Facebook page, Dr. Mara Cartel, Your Golden Years. All right, and if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas, and also in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers, and for the past few years have been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And part of the time my office is in the Wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And for information about this great resource for veterans and for veterans' families, I, I recommend that you check out their website, which is heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have a question or a comment or something that you feel that I need to know about? Send me an email to Dr. Mara at drmaracarpel.com. Go through my website, drbarakarpel.com, and click on contact, or give me a call at 512-626-6973. This evening's program is sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory, you can give him a call at 512 512- or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E at austin.rr.com and his book is also available on Amazon. This evening's program is also sponsored by StoryHouse. StoryHouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have StoryHouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. StoryHouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. And this evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And we're going to take a brief break. Um, Don't go anywhere. We're just going to run a couple of commercials for our sponsors. And then we're going to be back right away to get on with the program. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors.
3: Us. This is Dr.
1: Mara Karpel and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on Dr. Mara Carpel.com. All right. So um, as I mentioned, I recently went to visit my mom in New York and the New York City area. And I was there for about 10 days. And um, when I go there, for most of the time, I... Live in the assisted in the well the independent living it's an independent and assisted living facility, and I live on an independent living floor where they have a guest apartment and so I'm there in the building with her and i so I'm really there <laughs> I'm there in the morning um throughout the day and go back to my room at night or go out during the day or take her out. Um, So I go from being a long-distance caregiver to being a caregiver who pretty much uh, lives with her. And um, every time I go back to visit, I experience another lesson. And so this time – and this is a lesson that I think the issue has been going on for a while since I've been doing this – we, since we've had this setup where she's needed to be in assisted living, and I've stayed on another floor in the building. Um, but I think I really finally got the lesson <laughs> um, this last time. And so I want to pass it on to you. Um, to you, any of you out there who are caregivers, whether you're um, caregivers who live nearby or long distance caregivers or a loved one. Um, this is really an important lesson for ourselves. This is a lesson to keep our own resilience. So so this is what happened. Um, you, and this happens quite a bit in different, different ways, different manifestations of the same issue. So I'm hanging out with my mom in the evening. We watch TV. And then um, I stay until she goes to bed. And after she's in bed, you know, I talk to her for a little bit, make sure that she's comfortable, her pillows are just right, talk for a little bit so that she can relax and, and then go to sleep. And usually by the time I leave, everything's very relaxed and mellow, and then I go to my room and go to sleep, and there's an assumption when I wake up in the morning, the things are the way that they were when I left the night before. But, you know, she's out of bed and people came and helped her. She needs Now she needs help to get out of bed. It's, it's, you know, it's a very high bed. These beds, these days um, are very high and it's hard to find a lower bed. So she needs help getting in and out of bed. Um, and then, you know, she can't lift her arm all the way, so she needs help dressing and that sort of thing in the morning Um, so by the time I go downstairs to make my coffee and have my breakfast in her apartment um, she's up she's already at breakfast and I've assumed that everything went along smoothly during the night and everything was mellow and all good in the morning and sometimes it is But sometimes it isn't. And that's a very big assumption to assume that while I'm sleeping, everything is going well upstairs or downstairs, and that um, she got up in the morning and everything was smooth. And sometimes I walk in to chaos. Um, So obviously if something really bad happened, I would know about it because they would call me or they'd come knocking on the door. So I know that nothing terrible has happened. Um, but there's chaos. And so this one particular morning, I went and my mother came from breakfast and she told me that she had been locked in her apartment and they had to take a crowbar to get her out. So they had to take a crowbar to the lock. So I, I checked into it and apparently the connection um, for the card key inside the little box um, on, the, on the lock um, the wires had disconnected. They came loose, so none of the card keys would work. And they said that it happens a lot, and they have a special gadget. It wasn't a crowbar; It was a special gadget that they used to open the, the door. And then they said it wasn't very long. Um, in fact, she didn't know that she was locked in. They had come to get her and discovered that they couldn't get in. And her phone started ringing, and she couldn't reach the phone. Um, So she really didn't know what was going on. And if they had left it at that and just got her out and said, oh, your lock is broken and we're fixing it, she would not have known that she was locked in. But they didn't use that good judgment. (laughs) And they told her. And they also told her that the reason that the phone was ringing was it was a different nurse who didn't know that she couldn't get out of bed by herself and they were calling her to get out of bed to open the door from the inside, which she couldn't have done. So she was very upset and it was, it really created a um, an issue for a few hours. Um, and I was running around trying to make sure that this would never happen again or how could we avoid it, et cetera. So, it went from expectation of mellow to chaos and you know having to calm my mom down um the lesson as i thought about it i started thinking that things like this happened before this is not the first time that i walked into something that was a lot different than when i had left the night before and i realized that i really needed to change my expectations that um everything was mellow at night and that's wonderful but don't expect it to be that way in the morning. So my tip for caregivers out there who are walking into a situation where you don't necessarily know what's going on before you walk in um and my tip for myself as a lesson is to do a little bit of meditation before walking into the situation. Take a few breaths And have the expectation that things might not necessarily be as mellow as we would like them to be. And things might not be going that smoothly, but it's okay. We'll deal with it because chances are nothing terrible has happened or we would know about it. So walking into the situation, just expecting to be ready for anything. And when I, got it. When I, I had a much easier time the rest of the week, although nothing really chaotic happened the rest of the week. But I felt prepared that if something was amiss when I walked into my mother's apartment, that I was prepared for it. And it didn't just blindside me and, and throw me. I think that's, you know, I think that's the issue. It sort of throws us... Um, it threw me uh for a loop so that I just sort of lost my footing and, and had a hard time getting back into um a smoother way of dealing with things. I was more irritable um with the staff, I, you know, I really didn't handle it as smoothly as I would have had I been prepared for it. And certainly it helps in being able to calm your loved one down, if you're prepared and feeling like you can handle it and you're able to be rational about it, that nothing really terrible has happened and the issue was resolved pretty quickly. And it was a new person who didn't know that she couldn't walk, get out of bed by herself. So that's my my latest peer, caregiver tip based on my lesson is when you walk into the situation, just be prepared for anything. Don't expect it to be exactly the same way as when you left previously. All right, so that was that's my caregiver tip. Um, but it was a wonderful trip and my mom's doing well. We had uh, a very nice time and um, I stayed a little. A couple of days longer and she was really thrilled about that i just was able to to do that and uh it was cold but you know we had a nice time we went we went out and bought a winter coat for her so she's all ready for the rest of the i predicted it'll be a pretty cold winter up there in new york and a long cold winter because it got cold pretty early this year so now she's ready and um so, so that was a good that was a good visit. Um, so, Lauren Terrence, who is one of the uh, co-founders of Well Beyond Care, along with Jeffrey Fry, um, Lauren was going to call in uh, last minute when the schedule changed for the show. I asked her if she could, but now she's not able to because she was called in to work. But I'm going to talk about what we were going to talk about. Um, Lauren and Jeffrey have this wonderful online company called WellBeyondCare.com. That's WellBeyondCare.com. And it's basically like a match.com for caregivers um, with oversight by Actual nurses in each of the regions throughout the country. Wherever there's a caregiver, there's um, nurses. And you can find out more. I don't want to give you the details and misquote it. Um, so you can find out more at the website wellbeyondcare.com. But the reason that I wanted to talk about it is is that it seems that every time I'm in New York, um, in speaking with friends up there or. Um, having issues with my own mom or friends of my mom, I've run across um, atypical care needs. So, for example, like a typical care need would be that I need to have a caregiver um, five days a week or seven days a week, um, four hours a day to help me get dressed in the morning or run errands things like that. That might be one sort of typical care need that a home care agency often helps people with. Um, You know, most home care agencies have a minimum amount of hours. um, Unless you're in an assisted or independent living and that home care agency is in the building, then they can, then they don't have a minimum. But there are limitations with what they can do. Um, So, for example, this time when I came in I saw the daughter of one of my mom's friends and she said that she was having difficulty finding someone to give her mother insulin shots every day and she wasn't trusting her mom to be take, to take care of that um, as well as she used to, that she seemed like she might be forgetting to give the shot to herself or she was leaving the insulin out where it might get warm um, when it's supposed to be refrigerated. And she was concerned because this is very important that her mom gets the insulin shots. But her mom doesn't need any other care. She's very self-sufficient and independent. And so... She doesn't need a caregiver any more than the amount of time it would take to give an insulin shot. Um, Of course, an hour would be great because it would help her mom to pick up things off the floor because it's a little difficult for her to get down and pick up things off the floor. So an hour might be a nice amount of time, someone to come in, give a shot, and pick up papers and things that fall on the floor and straighten up a little bit. Um, So Lauren popped into my mind because Well Beyond Care is a national company and I called her because this, you know, this friend, this daughter of my mom's friend said that she could not find any care, home care agency that would do that for every day to just come for an hour um, just to do those tests. And she thought she might need to actually have a nurse. And I talked to Lauren and she said that, no, she didn't really need to have a nurse to do that because those shots are in a pen, they're not um, in a syringe. And if it's someone who's experienced at it, it didn't have to be a nurse. Um, But it could be a nurse if she wanted one. And that Lauren could arrange that was well beyond care, that she could just call her go on her website and check it out and call her and see all the different options, whether she wanted a nurse, whether she wanted a little extra care um, or if she just wanted somebody who was experienced, who was just, um, you know, a companion aide, who would come in and give a shot. And um, well, she was very excited My mom's friend's daughter, because that is the first time that somebody has said that this was a possibility. And um, the way that Well Beyond Care works is that you put in what you you need into the website, and they go about finding a caregiver who has the same need. And maybe she lives or he lives in the neighborhood, and you know, just wants to work an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening. So maybe find somebody who needs an hour in the morning and another person nearby who needs an hour in the evening. Um, so it would work. And, the, you know, the the different um, possibilities of what someone might need And all of the potential caregivers out there who are looking for these types of work where they don't have to work all day or they can have multiple people that they can go from one to the next without having, you know, and they can take breaks in between, especially if they live nearby, Um, the possibilities are endless. And Well Beyond Care has all of those possibilities and the, the cost is so much lower than hiring a home care agency, um, especially because of those um, minimum hours, but also because they don't charge the same way and the caregiver actually makes more money. So um, Well Beyond Care doesn't take as much money as a home care agency would. So, I, you know, I wanted Lauren to call because I wanted her to explain it, but um, I... Really, am so thankful that um, that they exist and that I have called on Lauren many times for this kind of help, and they've, you know she has been extremely helpful. So I really want to thank Lauren for helping, and I do recommend that you check out the website if you have a need for a caregiver for a loved one. Um, or for yourself, and even if it's something that doesn't fit into the usual um, pattern that home care agencies um, follow, that that you can get care and get great care. And anywhere in the country, they will find someone for you. It It may not be the next day. You know, it might take a couple of weeks to find someone, but they'll find someone for you. So check out the website, wellbeyondcare.com. And thank you thank you again, Lauren. And, you know, Lauren will be back on the program. Lauren and Jeffrey have been on the show several times, and that's how I know so much about Well Beyond Care. Um, okay, so we're going to take a brief break. And when we come back, I want to talk about Um, my meeting with the Sisters of Charity, and about the issue of compassion. So, And then Art's going to talk about music. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Merrick Harpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com.
2: Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpel.com.
3: And
1: we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel in your golden years right here on Blog Talk Radio and on drmaracarpel.com. And before I jump into this topic about compassion, I just want to fill you in on some news. Um, the uh, the book um, is available on Amazon, as you may know, uh, the Passionate Life: Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age. And within the next few days, you will be able to pr- purchase it directly from my website, drmaricartel.com, at a at a slightly lower um, cost. So. If you haven't bought it already, if you want to check it out on my website, um, that might be a good place to do it. Also, I have been much better about writing newsletters every week or two weeks to fill you in on what's going on and give you a little bit of a um, peek into the next blog that I write. And so if you're not on my mailing list, I urge you to get on my mailing list because you'll also get discounts that you can only get from my newsletter. Um, you'll get the discount codes or freebies only for my mailing list, people. So to get on my mailing list, you just have to go to my website and go to free gifts and download a, um, a chapter of my book or um, one of my um, meditations. And, you know, you don't have to actually download it if you have the book. But if you don't have the book, you can get a chapter for free. If you already have the book, you just have to click on downloading it and then put in your information and you'll be on the mailing list. So that's the way to do it. And... um, I have uh, my last blog was posted about two weeks ago about gratitude and you can find my blog on my website dr. it It was in Thrive Global and in medium.com and I have another blog that will be coming out this week and I was invited to uh, write blogs for the um, online, publication called Savannah East, which is all um, health and wellness articles. So um, I, I'm going to be posting those as well on my website. And whenever I post something new, it, it's always on my Facebook page. So if you follow me on Facebook, you could go with everything. Um, my course is in the process of being created. And also within the next few days, you'll be able to pre-purchase it. And the advantage of pre-purchasing the course is that you will be able to do that at half price. Second perk of pre-purchasing my course is that if you've read the book and there's something that you want me to um, be sure to cover um, more deeply in the course, you can let me know and you can actually be part of the course creation um, and basically have it custom made for you. So um, if for some reason, which it's not going to happen, but if for some reason, I know people worry about pre-purchasing that they have lost their money. If for some reason the course doesn't launch, um, you will get your money back. But the course will launch It is set to launch at the end of January. It may be delayed to February because of technical issues. I'm noticing that all of these uh, processes take a little bit longer on the technical end, but I'm really shooting for the end of January. If not, it'll be in February. All right. So those are the latest pieces of news. Um, Let's I have a book signing coming up at the end of January on South Padre Island, January 25th at Paragraph Books. And I will have more information about that on my Facebook page and on my website. So if you're in the South Padre Island area, you might want to come see me there. I am in the process of setting up another book signing here in Austin, Texas. And um, I was invited by the Sisters of Charity To come and speak. I don't have a date on that yet, but to come and speak at their um, independent living community for the sisters um, up in New York sometime on one of my trips up there. All right. And um, next week is our last show in the year of 2018 before we take a break for the holidays because the holidays this year are Right next to the weekend, and then when we come back i am we are booked up with guests all the way almost till the end of March, so we have some really great guests coming up um in January. We have Tammy shoemaker who is going to be on the program to talk about her new book um, and she um she wrote a book about uh, second chances in life and finding joy so I'm looking forward to that on the same show I will have the Sisters of Charity on the program and I'll, I'll talk about my meeting with them in just a couple of moments and they will be talking about their refugee migrant um, the their what they're doing to help them and they're also going to be talking about compassion and On the 13th of January, we have Jay Schneider, who um, is part of the Bridge to Shore Addiction Center, and he does addiction intervention, so he's going to be talking about that, and he's here in Austin, so he will be in the studio, and Lynn Barstow in Punta Mita will be on January 20th. Punta Mita, Mexico, talking about what's going on there in terms of um, living in Punta Mita. There's a lot of Americans living down there who have retired or semi-retired. And Brady Busby, uh, war veteran, will be talking about his book Healing Waters about Healing from PTSD, and I met Brady when I was in Colorado Springs doing my book signing. He came to that. And more. I I won't give you the whole list of people, but that's what's coming up in January. So we have a lot coming up. And as I said, we're we're already booked into mid-March, and more people are interested in being on the program with really interesting topics. So stay tuned for all of that. So as I mentioned, um, when I was in New York, well, before I went to New York, I, I follow the Sisters of Charity of New York, um, this group of nuns who are, um, they are at, they live at the College of Mount St. Vincent in the Bronx, and I've been following them because I used to work with some of them when I worked at nursing homes in the Bronx and in Westchester, and they are located not very far from where my mom lives, so um, I walk the campus a lot, and I started following them. And before I went to New York, they came out with a statement about having compassion for people who are seeking asylum at the border. Um, they they go further into that, not that they are for open borders, which everybody assumes is the same thing, but for having compassion for those people who have walked a long distance to to run away from um danger um to seek asylum in in a safe place um the United States and to go through the process, the the proper process, which is coming to the border and asking for asylum. And there are several places actually around New York where they are holding some of the children. So they're very involved with that. They're very involved with some of the places where they're holding the adults in the New York area, and they are connected with some of the nuns and um, Catholic charities down at the border. So they are going to be on the program i call I emailed them and they called me and asked me to meet for lunch and They're going to be on the program on January sixth because that is um migrant week or um something like that it's their the whole week is focused on helping migrants who've come to the United States and um We met for lunch, and we had a very long discussion about what was happening and also about the issue of compassion. And so when they come on, we're going to also be speaking, having a discussion about the general issue of compassion. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about it today and give you my take on it because we'll be talking. um, I'll let them give their take on it the next time when they're on. But I'm going to give you a little bit of my take on compassion. Um, I really, truly believe, you know, um, my, my book is about living the passionate life. My course is about living the passionate life. And this radio program is about living a passionate life. I have guests discussing all sorts of issues that affect our ability live a passionate life. But I really truly believe that a very crucial element of living a passionate life is having compassion. Now I don't think it's really possible to live a passionate life without compassion. And we can have fun we can be happy momentarily. We can um, feel joy for moments by doing things for ourselves in a selfish way. But to have true, sustainable joyfulness and, and passion and really being able to get through the rough times, um, the bumps in the road, And in following our dreams and living our passion, I really believe that we have to have compassion. And that includes compassion for ourselves, which I have spoken about before, that compassion for ourselves is very important. And that's in my book, um, Being Able to Forgive Ourselves. Compassion for our families, our friends, our partners, um, people that we know. We need to have compassion in order to have really um, uh, joyful um, relationships that, that are meaningful. But we also have to have compassion. And I say we have to have it. It's really important. You have to have compassion for people that we don't know who don't who don't necessarily look like us, who haven't come from the same background as we have, who are in different circumstances completely. We need to have compassion for them too. We need to have compassion for everyone in order to live a passionate life. And you know, passion is hard. It hurts to have compassion. The meaning of compassion is it involves feeling another's pain. Um, But the payoff of being able to feel that deeply and want to help another person and be open to understanding, not just tolerating. Tolerance is good, but really having compassion goes much further than that. Being open to understanding and having empathy, compassion, Wanting to help people who are very different from us. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of the words here because (laughs) um, it really gives our life purpose. It really gives our life meaning when we can help other people. And when we can be open to the pain of other people. And as I said, it's painful. Sometimes we reach a limit. We have compassion fatigue, and then we have to really go and take care of ourselves. And we've had, we've had guests on this program talking about compassion fatigue. It's important to take care of ourselves so that we can be compassionate towards other people. But what has been really heartbreaking for me is to see people that I have thought were compassionate people they're able to show compassion for me if they're my friends or family. Um, I see them showing compassion for people in their own communities, in their own network, in their own tribe, so to speak. But when it comes to people that are different, that are new to the area, that are different, that come from different backgrounds, different, different networks, they're not in the same tribe, I've seen people close their heart and just shut down. They nope, no room for that. Nope, they need to take care of themselves. Their own family needs to take care of them, um, and that's a shutting down of part of your heart when you do that. And so that's been difficult for me to witness that. I've seen it more and more, um, you know, because it's disappointing. But at the same time, I realize that when people do that, they're hurting themselves, because, as I said, you can't truly live a passionate life without being open to compassion. Um, it's funny because this morning I, I decided to uh, read some inspirational, you know, books where you know you have the calendar. Uh, that day of the year it has another inspiration and I was looking at today's inspiration in, in one of the books by Daiseku Ikeda who is the president of a Buddhist international Buddhist organization from Japan um, and when I looked at yesterday's inspirational quote this is what he said joy is not simply your personal egoistic happiness Nor is it making others feel happy at the expense of your own happiness. You and others delighting together. You and others becoming happy together. This is the mystic law. And then he quotes one of the uh, followers of the Buddha. Joy means that both oneself and others have wisdom and compassion. So let me repeat that. Joy means that once that both oneself and others have wisdom and compassion. So we really can't have sustainable joyfulness, vitality and passion unless the people around us are also feeling joyful and we're all will feel joyful around us and we're We're displaying using our wisdom, and we and we have compassion. So, it's it's an essential element to living a passionate life. So I so just before I before I go to art and he talks about some music. Let me just give you some tips on how to increase your own compassion because as I said, it's hard. So. One of the ways of increasing your own compassion is by gratitude and thinking about all of the things that you have in your life that you are grateful for. When you have gratitude for what you have, then you're more open to being generous and generous and kind, generous in spirit and kind to other people. When you have gratitude for what you have in your life, you're more open, to generosity of spirit and kindness towards other people. So I would say the first thing is practice gratitude and think, write down a list every day of what you're grateful for, like I spoke about two weeks ago. Um, the next part of that is then practicing generosity and kindness of spirit. So I spoke about that three weeks ago. Um, Make a point of um, doing random acts of kindness towards people that you don't know. Try um, engaging in random acts of kindness towards people that you don't know who are different than you. Try volunteering with people who are in need than you. Get to know those people so that you see them as human beings just like yourself. They're not that different from you. We all share the basic um, characteristics of being human. So get to know people that are different than you and practice kindness towards them. You can start in the morning to get yourself in the mood by um, using affirmations or meditate on loving kindness. So saying to yourself, I wish you happiness and love, and then wishing that for people in your life, wishing that for people who are difficult in your life, and then wishing that towards people who you don't know. And then actually going out into the world, maybe even repeating some of those affirmations as you see people around you who are different from you. These will help you to increase your compassion because it's a practice. It's not that easy. I'm I'm not being critical of people because they don't have compassion unless they're not willing to try to work at growing um, and in pushing that edge a little further, pushing the envelope in their life and trying something new. Then I, then I do say that that's a pity, but if you're, if you have a hard time with it because it's something new, that's okay. And just try Um, just, try some of these exercises. And I'm going to be writing a blog about it and having compassion. Um, so stay tuned to my Facebook, um, my Facebook page, Dr. Mara Carpel, your golden years, and you'll find out when that blog has posted, and then you can read about how to increase your compassion so that you can increase your own passion. All right. So on that note, we are going to go to Art Mendoza, who is the producer of this program, to play some music.
4: Flying so high now, shows a man where to fish. Watch me send it, he lies in his hammock. Teach his stories how to live, and he knows how to live. High in that mountain Watch the clouds rolling in Señorita They dance on that shoreline Making plans for that kiss And they know how to kiss They say that we're one hour behind But the Señorita in time, that part BCT just blows through my mind, it takes me back to my place. Punta meter time. And you read this to keep me in time. That poppy C T just blows my mind. And it takes me back to that place, Punta Mita time.
5: And we're back.
1: And we're back. And we were just listening to Art Mendoza's own original music. Hey, Art.
5: Hey, Dr. Hey Carpel.
1: <laughs> so.
5: Yeah, of course I'm there. Who's running the show?
1: <laughs> so why don't you talk a little bit about your music and also about some of the guests that we've had on and and who are coming on in the coming year,
5: well, I don't want to talk about my music, but I want to talk about the people we had on this year. We had a lot of people on this year, and uh, one of the uh, let's see if we can see here real quick here I have Karen Olson was on, and uh also Mark Rodriguez. Uh, Chad Scott, Joe James, Kim Session. We had a lot of musicians that came on, and uh, I want to play some something from uh, Karen Olson. And I'll be right back. Okay. Now, you know that uh, right. she's up for another award this year, I think for Grammy in her category of music. Uh, she's the head of Viola in uh, the Pops, New York Pops. Good friend yeah. of ours. We've known her for quite a while and uh, met her through another artist, Antonin. And uh, Also, we had uh, Mark Rodriguez on just recently, and it's uh, kind of funny because he's hilarious. And, he uh, is. <laughs>
1: here's
5: here's one of the songs from the group that he's playing bass on and it's uh, The Brew after the rain. Uh, After the Rain by The Brew and uh, also another song I'm going to play is from a good friend of ours Paula Atherton and uh, the name of the song is Carnival and it goes like this Paul nice. Azzardine playing flute. She'll mm-hmm. play saxophone. And uh, some of the people that we're going to have coming this year are going to be the American Dreamer, which is a group that started a couple of years back. And uh, they're more classical and contemporary. And uh, Liz Morphus, she's going to come back after a few years. That's and cool. uh, the Mona Lisa Twins, who we've been you know, watching them grow, they're going to be a hit around the world. I guarantee it. And we're going to have them back on. And also mm-hmm. my friend and my music director, Tomas Lomidas, the Jaspanian Devil, he just did a CD that is just unbelievable. And so i got to get him to come on and talk about it. So anyway, that's it. Let's get out of here. Awesome. I want to go eat some mushrooms.
1: All right. All right, don't cut me off yet. I want to let everybody know what's happening next week. All right. So next week will be our last program in the year 2018. Um, before we take a break for Christmas and New Year's, um, because they both fall like on Tuesdays, so we're taking a Sunday off, those Sundays off. And then we'll be back in 2019 with all these great guests that we spoke about. Um, So next week, though, we will be live in our Austin studio, and we will have Nancy Turco who has been on the show several times before, and she's the ambassador to the Alzheimer's Association and has been working with um, people with dementia and Alzheimer's, especially with doing activities with them. And she will be in the studio to talk about keeping the holiday season and expectations of good cheer more realistic while taking care of someone living with dementia. So um, I think... The realism sometimes can help us to be uh, more resilient when things don't go as planned, like I spoke about earlier. So that will be an interesting discussion. And we will have more. Um, We always have more. And if you want to get tonight's program again and read the information from this show and read about upcoming shows, this is the previous programs, all of that, as I mentioned earlier, read my blog, watch videos, get my book, find about my course, all at a one-stop shop, drmaracarpel.com, dot com, And the link to the podcast will be posted later this evening um, at my website, but you can also listen to this evening's program in five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years and be sure to follow me on facebook for all the updates about upcoming shows and blogs and books and course and all of that dr mara cartel your golden years and this show was produced by accomplice entertainment postal productions and spiked up productions and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist dr ronald Devere, and by story house and thank you to art and thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone.
4: Two. One, two, three. I've been running my life away. Every day, I just gotta get out of here. And i save away most any day. And I'm all- Gotta get out of here. Take me back any day to the Alamo Bay. I just gotta find peace of mind. And I sail away most any day. Turn all
3: and my hide away.
4: And I'll dream like a cloud.